Low Energy Reimagined Series, bringing diverse perspectives on the intersection between energy, technology, and tangata in Aotearoa. Brought to you by the Energy Academy. This podcast series showcases over 50 esteemed speakers navigating our four big LUMO themes energy and humanity, energy tomorrow, just transition, and energy's future story. Thank you to our partners Orion, Genesis Energy, Ara Ake, Energy Efficiency and Conservation Authority, also known as ECA, Christchurch New Zealand, Ministry of Social Development, and Ara Institute of Canterbury. I would like to introduce you to Ezra Hedawani, who is talking about energy hardship, which falls underneath the LUMO theme of Just Transition. Thank you to Orion, who is partnering with us on Just Transition. Kia ora everyone. Uh, we are here with the co-founder of uh, No Maira and the UC Young New Zealander of the Year, Ezra Hedawani. Ezra Hedawani, te atsi haunui a paparangi, ngāti rangi, ngāpui, ngāti hako, waikato tainui is the co-founder of No Maira with a mission to not only end power poverty, but reconnect with his marae, iwi and hapu. Born in Tokoroa, Ezra's family moved to Perth when he was young in pursuit of a warmer climate to help his asthma. After school, Ezra returned to New Zealand to study applied business management at Weltec. As a part of his studies, Ezra travelled to China to learn about international business and Chinese culture. It was here that his Mandarin teacher, an elderly Chinese woman, inspired him to return to Aotearoa and learn about his whakapapa. Having grown up outside of Te Ao Māori, Ezra began his journey reconnecting with his heritage. Upon returning to New Zealand, he found that power poverty was one of the key challenges faced by whānau. In addition, Māori were often seeing little benefit from the energy produced on their own whenua. Ezra says that the goal of no maira has never been about power, but manaakitanga. Making power accessible is a means to achieve this goal. No maira applies a Te Ao Māori worldview to delivering electricity, which means a commitment to turning no customer away and turning no home's electricity off. They have 1,000 customers signed up, approximately 10,000 waiting to join, and are looking at investment options that are beneficial to the cause. A portion of each customer's power bill goes towards their chosen kaupapa. Kia ora, bro. Kia ora, my bro. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Thank you for um, taking the time out of your busy day to... Um, have a quarter it all with us, and um, I, I know that we are discussing the the very very hard topic of um, mitigating energy hardship. Uh, I understand that's quite a, a big topic, but what does that what does that mean to you? Yeah, no, it is a big topic, bro, and um, it's something that we're really passionate about being a part of the solution or helping to solve. I mean, if you think of it like a like a, like an open wound, bro, and and this kind of has context too power poverty, energy hardship, and, and whatever name you give it. Like when you get cut, the first thing that you're looking to do is stop bleeding straight away. You know, that's before you do anything, before you seek help, before you create a plan, before you talk to someone about what's happened to you, generally the first thing you do is stop the bleeding. You know, and it almost, th- that approach should apply to solving energy hardship, but it's almost the last thing that we try and do when solving something like this decade-old problem of power poverty energy charge, whatever you call it. It's like there's a problem, but let's plan first. Let's let's go and figure something out. Let's let's form a committee. Let's form a group. Let's um, contract some people to create a big um, multi-year plan to be able to solve an issue that just needs to stop bleeding now. You know, and so there's a lot of people out there at current who are looking to solve power poverty but their solutions are years away. 
you know, and that sounds really, really good, and it sounds like, oh, a five-year plan to eliminate the hardship is all good, but there are 130,000 people, just like my whanau and your whanau, who can't afford to cover the cost of power, and we're in the middle of a pandemic, you know, so what the hell do you do? Like, two, three years, don't, they might not even be here, bro. If they contract uh, a serious respiratory disease that then pushes them into the healthcare system, they then contract COVID, and then they pass away from COVID. You know, it's it's that serious when it comes to health, well-being, what a healthy home can do for people. You know, so two, three years just doesn't cut it. And so though there are some really cool initiatives and programs going on um, in the macro environment, which are really cool, it's just not helping right now. And so what we're keen to do is talk with people who can make a change right now into solving energy hardship and power poverty. And in our opinion, in order to do that, we have to do something ourselves. Can't wait for someone to come in with the wand and wave it over our situation here in Aotearoa to solve it, you know, we ask ourselves, what can we do as individuals, as whanos, as iwi, um, and as a community to solve this problem? And what we've found is that there are so many different stakeholders within the industry that the, the solution needs to be a multiplayer approach. If you think about how energy transports from, from whenua to whanau, you know, it's generated off whenua by a generator, and then it's sent to by a distributor to a, to a whare. And along that journey, you have to pay for that network or that distribution, and you also have to pay for the meter that reads the kilowatts going into the whare. And then there's other EA levies you have to pay and everything. So if one person drops their price and the others don't, it doesn't solve the problem. So it's something that each of those stakeholders along that supply chain need to do in the spirit of manaakitanga to make sure that when it goes from whenua to whānau, the whānau are well protected and well looked after and can afford to confidently heat their home. What that thing is, in a really, really basic term, is providing a cost structure that allows retailers like ourselves to be able to pass on the impact from each of those whānau along that supply chain, reducing their costs to then reduce the cost of the whare. In my opinion, it's, it's that simple. Like lawyers have a policy to do pro bono work why can't a generator have a pool of power that they have to set aside for vulnerable consumers? It, it, like, it sounds really tricky, but it's, they're doing it anyway, but they just put a fence around a little bit amount of power to then pass through the supply chain to then go and support vulnerable consumers who can't afford to pay for power. And if they take that attitude, and then the network company take that attitude, and then the metering company take that attitude, and then the retailer take that attitude, all of a sudden you've taken small pieces of each supplier and then reduced the cost of energy for a whanau. Long, long term that won't work, but short term, while the long term planning is going on, that's a good bridge to help us get to where everyone else wants to go. You gave the example of stopping the bleeding now and and your corridor there where it's like, okay, cool, this is, this is what we're going to do. It doesn't work in a long term plan, but... Hmm. coinciding with that five-year plan that everyone constantly wants to be um, constantly wants to be doing rather than stopping the bleeding straight away hmm. um, like having them work um, intertwined having um, kaupapa like yours um, you know down and like you said some of these whanau might not be here in two years hmm. when when they might see um, the change and and the the, the hardship and um, I, I can speak on it from when I walked down downstairs, bro, and, and, and to your father's office, 
and um, you know they were making turning someone's power on straight away. Hmm. Yep, and it's like, oh yeah, where do you live? Boom, boom. I'm like, as obviously, like you said, it sounds to me that sounds as simple as an address flicking the switch. Hmm. Obviously, for you guys, it's um, you guys think about the technicalities and and how to actually do it. But for that whānau or for that um, you know for that whare that potentially are living in a hmm. um, you know a not a great home for for to to be as healthy as they possibly can be um, those days those weeks or the, all those years that can mean life and death in hmm. some situations so the chopper and like the the question that comes from your your corridor there is how do you start with the fuddy because what happens in the industry it finishes there so everything all the innovation all the cool technology stuff it's all over this side of the supply chain but like you're saying like you noticed that they all it was was entering address and turning the power on for that whanau. What if we started the conversation there and then we worked back on how we changed the industry to make that simple? Because it is literally that simple. You type in the address, turn the light on, and you keep the light on. You know, and we should figure out the problems in the back end so that we can keep that whanau well lit and protected and all that kind of stuff. And so you're right, bro. Like It, it seems like everyone gets lost in the, tech, in the, um, the technical stuff of the industry which is important and has a place, but at its core, power touches everything. You know, power's warm food, power's a warm bath, a warm bed, a warm home. You know, no power is cold, damp, sickness, like all that kind of stuff. And it's really, really simple. But no one ever talks about power like that. You know, it's always about innovation. Or oh, we could put this little device on your fridge and tell you how much power your fridge is using. Well, you can't put those little devices on people and tell us how much they need to live. You know, it's just like it's a, it's a people product. And if you yeah, if you think about water, bro, that's your municipal right to have water. So like, if you don't pay your water rates as a homeowner, they don't cut your power, your water, because it's you can't cut your water. You know, so but if you don't pay your power, someone can stand over you and cut the cord. You know, and so what's the difference between two and both the essential services and there might be some technical things that make it more difficult to to just do that um, and someone might have to have a haircut in terms of profits and stuff but that should be okay <laughs> this shouldn't be shouldn't be an issue and like the whole competitive market is important to some extent but we're competing over warmth and health and you shouldn't really compete to the point where it's a race to zero or it's a race to whatever it is for for these whanau so a couple of things there bro that you know, need to be addressed and conversations that need to be had that aren't being had, specifically around as simple as if you generate power at this amount and you give it to Fano at this amount, this would be the cost savings, you know, and then you move on again down that supply chain, that's how you can solve it. So, um, and again, it, it's not going to happen, I mean, that can happen fast, quickly. And again, it's not the the end goal of where we need to head to, but it, it'll get us there because it works like right alongside, intertwined with you know the long term goals that everyone's coming up with. But everyone just seems to forever want to have a a hooey about how how to do it, you know? Because <laughs> um, if you think about like even moving in towards solar energy, more sustainable ways of generating power, which are really cool. And there are some cool things coming out. 
but also you have to consider that if you when people jump off the grid and go off grid have solar that then means there's less people to cover the cost of the grid infrastructure which means price goes up so instead of 10 people sharing the cost now you've only got five people sharing the cost and the five people that jump off are the five people who can afford to jump off because solar isn't cheap and so even if we move into a more sustainable future we have to be mindful that how this will impact vulnerable consumers and farmers you know and a recent study was done oh, i think it's a year ago now two years ago maybe um where it spoke about specifically maori and pacific island communities will be the most impacted by by going into the 100% renewable future of, of energy. And so just another thing to consider when we, we do do any source of innovation, how this then impacts individual families. And no one ever thinks about them first, hence with your corridor around all it took was an address in the whanau. Well, that's all it takes. But everyone seems to like dance around and talk about other things when we should be focusing on them first. Because once they're all good, then we can work out you know, all the other little things that make the system what it is. So, yeah, bro. Right, I, I come back to your um, your corridor at the start where it's stop the bleeding. Mm. Stop the bleeding first and then then sort of uh, figure out all the, you know, what was what was the issues? Um, how did this happen? How do we make it not happen again? And and um, just through your corridor, I'm constantly thinking about that where it's like, yeah, cool, if, if this was someone's arm, you, you wouldn't be like, okay, cool, let's let's figure out what happened and how to stop that happening while that arm is still bleeding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're just like, no, you take care of the stuff that you need to take care of first. And and in this situation, it's it's Fano um, that you know are, are struggling, are struggling for, for with power, their hardship. So um, yeah, Kilda. One of the biggest problems we've identified here in Aotearoa is that our energy system is broken up into a, well, we have a two-tier electricity market, which basically means our electricity system is broken up into two consumer groups, one being those that can afford to pay for power, and the second tier being those who can't afford to pay for power. Uh, the issue that we have is that those that are in tier two, or those who can't afford to pay for power, are actually paying more per kilowatt than those who can afford it. So it's literally a case of, the poor pay more and the rich pay less, which doesn't make sense, you know? And so it's been like this for a long time, we discovered. And we're not the only ones who discovered it, but these experts that they pay millions of dollars to to find these problems also have known about this for a long time. And so the question is, how do we identify that problem and then solve it? And both Ben and I, and we've always known this from the beginning, have always been what we've felt the most underqualified to be involved in these settings to help solve the solution because we have no background in power, no background in anything remotely close to being able to come up with some sort of flash technology or flash solution to be able to solve the problem. But we, we instead of forward thinking, we actually did the opposite and looked back into our whakapapa and into our people and what they would have done if this was a problem presented to them. Um, and we thought of the, the concept tool container. You know, is there a way that we could I identify those who could afford to pay for power as tūkana and those who couldn't as tainer? And then use the relationship in a way where we use tūkana to support our tainer 
to be able to become tōkana and produce more tōkana and to be able to move them from power poverty into a position of power. Because when, you, when you're in power poverty, you have to be credit checked if you don't pass one of those. You can only go to prepaid power. You have no options. You have no mana motuhake in the industry. Whereas you're a tainer, you can, someone comes knocking on your door and says, I'll give you $300 credit, you can take it. You can do whatever you want. Your choice is yours. Full self-governing of your power situation. Power's in your hand. Power poverty, you don't have that. So how do we increase mana motuhake through tōkana tainer? And so at that time when we thought about the concept we, we were in conversations with a group we now call the Power Avengers. Fano, just like years of power experience, we thought this is what we want to do. We don't want to see power consumers anymore as a money-making opportunity, but how do we view them as Fano and treat them in that respect? Um, is there a way that we could use power consumption to do good for Fano and community? And we said, this is how we want to do it. They came back to us relatively quickly and they said, yeah, well, you could do it if you're willing to make some sacrifice. And well, yeah, all good. You know, we'll be able to like wash our own face and and pay our bills and stuff. And he said, absolutely. They said, absolutely. So like, well, let's have a look at it. And so, what we've done is we built a piece of technology that allows us to take um, to offer tuakana the same price of what they're paying now, or less. Actually, less than what they're paying now, or at worst, exactly the same. And then use the profit portion of their power bill and dedicate it to a fund which we've now established and called the Fano Fund. And through the Fano Fund, we can use that to subsidise the bills of our tainer who can't afford to cover, cover the cost of their power or to provide them with education and resources and tools to minimise their costs from a usage perspective to be able to help them get into the habit of paying for their power bills. And we've been able to do that for like the past two, two years now. And it's been a real blessing to see how someone's gone from paying their power with us to them paying their broadband, to them paying their rent on time, and just the roll-on effect that having a healthy home has outside of the health and well-being of their whānau, but also into other dimensions of their life, you know? And so is there better ways to solve this gap? Absolutely. Um, do we know what they are? Not at the moment. All we know is we can control what we can control, and what we can control is the way that we use our power. And so we've just chosen to use ours as a mechanism to sort to, to look after those who are in that tier two energy market and, and have just been inviting whānau who believe like we do um, and, and inviting them to do the same. So You, you spoke about the um, tōkana tēna role and, and establishing those who, who were keen to be the tōkana and um, to help those who are tēna. Has there been any... Um, Tainer that have sort of graduated into that tour kind of role and, and then sort of you know put it back into the kaupapa? Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep. And and the whole give back side is also a built in part of the Tainer um, of the Tainer offering. So they can't just come on and just receive everything, but also with their bill, we'll use their bill to support them and also find it just like them. Um, and yeah, we've had people being able to move from you know redirections with wins or you know, MSD, to becoming now self-sustaining, where they can pay their own on time. And, and that's come through a range of different things, and every whānau is different. You know? So some people like to have the educational side and learning about power and how they can create a home, an energy-efficient whare, and all that kind of stuff, and sort of help them do that. Then others just have a moment of weakness, you know, where they've lost whānau, um, or the whānau have stayed at their house for the tangi, and all of a sudden blown their bill out. And so they need help, temporary support, to be able to 
like help them just get their power counts back on back on track sort of thing. So it's just been um, all about taking the time to speak with the farmer and what they need and where they're at and then creating a bespoke solution to be able to support them on their journey back into becoming a tōkana. And so it's been a real, real cool journey, bro, seeing whānau move from that, I'm desperate, I've just had this happen, my partner's in jail, it's under him, and so I don't know what's happening there. And then, you know, fast forward a month later, and we don't hear from them anymore, you know, because they're all just living their lives, power's on, they're all good to go. So, yeah, bro. Kelda, there's, you know, that saying... Um uh, that saying, what's good for everyone is good for Māori, or what, what's good for Māori is good for everyone. Yeah, bro. And just listening to your corridor here, it seems the Te Ao Māori lens that you you guys at No um, are looking at things and, and the Power Avengers, is that right? Mm. You know, that's, like you said, it's it's not the um, a long-term solution, but what needs to happen now is happening now through through uh, you guys and the Power Avengers. Mm. Um, so, bro, and... Um, that's that's massive to uh, you know find out there that are are struggling. You know, they, some people might think, oh, you know, that's like you said, the, the tangi, like power is the the least of their issues at that that mm. point. You know what I mean? They're going through all the things that you go through at a tangi hunger and and um, you know to to have that um, dumped on you at the end as well. It's it's that would be tough, but it's also amazing that. People like you and No My Dad and other people out there are really, really there to um, and and know sort of, you know, how you're saying about it. Oh yeah, the tangi at our house. We we had all the whānau over there. All the whānau had had devices and the mm. lights were on, mm. um, and and it just blew up. So to to know what some of these whānau were going through, and to then be able to come up with a solution that is catered for them. Um, short term, obviously long term, trying to get them into that uh, tour kind of role, um, you know, transferring or transfer from Taina over to tour kind of. That's that's the overall goal. And like you said, you don't hear from them after that because they're, you know, they're, 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 they're sorted or, or they're back on the horse. They're, they're paying their bills on time, paying their payable rent, broadband, and I, I guess from um, your point of view, that's that's sort of what you guys want short term. Yeah, bro. Yep. Yeah, and, and we do think it's a solution that will work um, side by side really well with a more long-term solution. You know, just having people know that every time they turn on their power with us, they could literally be helping a whānau just like theirs on unfortunate times, you know, turn the light on for them and their whānau and, and do it at a cost, you know, less or at worst the same as what they're already paying. You know, so it's 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 framing um, a mindset uh, in the community and in our country around thinking about people first. You know, and how we can be become more conscious with with our consumables and what we're buying, and and you know where their dollars taking, what the, what they're doing. You know, and so I think carrying that attitude into the way that we solve other social issues is, I think probably going to sit in a nice spot next to some of these long-term solutions. If we can get it right in the power industry, you can get it right in the others. You know, the, the big thing has to be, though, bro, that they're not paying more or less. Uh, they're not paying, sorry, they're not paying more than what they're paying now and having to carry other people, you know. So how do you care for people but carry no one, you know, because that doesn't build resilience. It doesn't build um, depend uh, inter interdependencies. Oh, sorry, independence. 
to the build independence. It like forces people to rely on other people to carry them, you know. And that's why with our tainer, you know, we don't want them on the tainer plan for ages. You know, so bro, what can we do to help you and move you from this position to the position we have Manamotaki in the space? So yeah, and we can only focus on what we can control. So yeah, bro. Yeah, I mean right from the start. You know, this has never ever been about big against small, white against black, Māori against Pākehā. You know, it's always been about what can Māori and Pākehā do together in, in a true demonstration of what a Tiriti Watangi relationship looks like. What What is that? And you think about the power industry, it's the perfect place to start with that because majority of the energy assets are built on Māori whenua. Yet, many of our whānau live in power poverty, and that just doesn't make sense. You know, so what is it? What can we do to demonstrate a true Tiriti Watangi-centric relationship to be able to elevate those whānau out of there? And also, all whānau, not just Māori whānau, but what can the relationship do that just solves the problem? You know, and that's a question we're always asking. Um, something that's always guided us from the start are our three T's or our posts, which are tūpuna, tangata and tamariki. And so whenever we make a decision or wherever we make a choice, we always think, will our tūpuna be proud of what we're doing today? Will what we're doing today empower tangata, our people? And then most importantly, at the end of the day when we come home, will our tamariki be proud of what their dads did today? And if we can answer yes to all three of those questions, regardless of if it makes sense or not, we'll make the decision. And for a very long time, we did want to take it in a way where, you know, let's roll up the iwi, let's roll up the whānau and go and you know, march at the generators and get our power back, you know. Um, and sometimes we still want to do that. But when we think about our final final po or our tamariki, what kind of world does that create for them? You know, if all we're doing is swinging around a taiha, creating and letting them know that if you want anything in this world, grab a whole bunch of angry whānau and march around and just get your way, you know? And then also, what does that mean for the relationships at school? You know, what does that mean for relationships with tauiwi whānau or pākehā whānau, you know? It doesn't really create a positive mindset outlook into the future. And so when we came down to that, that final part of tamariki, we thought a treaty-centric relationship is the only way forward if we're to appease all three Ts. Because I want my children to be in a position where they don't have to ask the questions I've asked. Why are Māori still suffering in power poverty when all the energy assets are on our whenua? If my kids have to ask that question in 10 years' time, 20 years' time, then I haven't done my job now. And if the only way for them not to ask that question is for Māori and non-Māori in the power industry to work together to solve the problem now. you know, So we need that relationship to, to happen. That is... That is us. I mean, Kia Koe, bro. I um, really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to um, have a quarter all with me and um, share uh, your mātauranga and your whakaro and, um, you know, um, what the amazing work that yourself and um, No Mai Da are doing. Um, and, yeah, where, where can um, whānau, where can whānau find you? Yeah, um, just come through our website, www.nomaira.nz <laughs> Cool. Awesome, bro. Any any final words or um, a call to action that you want to say to, to the energy sector or just uh, people in general? I think just people in general, you know. Um, invitation is to all, no matter where you fuck a papa from. So if you're listening and you want to do more with your power and you actually care about this problem, 
don't wait for the whanau next to you to get in before you get in. Just jump in the waka because we could really use your power to deliver more of our whanau from power poverty into a position of power. So, keen to mahi with you all. Nami. Keep an eye out for our other Lumo podcast, exploring the big ideas facing energy. We have an esteemed lineup of speakers from across energy, tech, law, humanities, and more, challenging the status quo in service of positive energy future for Aotearoa. Go to energyacademy.co.nz forward slash Lumo for more, or check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. <laughs>